This is the Ask Pastor Alex podcast with your host, Pastor Alex. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We're here with another episode and another question. And when this episode releases, it will be St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day. And that brings us to our question for the episode, which is, who was St. Patrick? And this is a really fun, interesting question because I think most people know about St. Patrick's Day, or at least they know uh, how we celebrate it and when we celebrate it here in the United States. But you might not be as familiar with who Patrick actually was. And so um, maybe some interesting facts just to start off with. Like, for instance, his name wasn't actually Patrick. He was given the name Patrick at his ordination, but his birth name was a Celtic name. His name was Maywin Sukat. And another interesting fact is he wasn't actually Irish. He was British. He grew up in British territories and and specifically in Britain. And so uh, he was British, not Irish. He was born in the year AD 387 and he died in 461. And we're going to refer to him as Patrick throughout the episode because that's how everybody knows him. So uh, Patrick actually did come from a pretty religious family, but it does seem uh, based on historical records that the religion of his family was more of a, a cultural type thing, more of like what we would call nominal Christianity today, rather than a true commitment to Christ. And so some interesting things happen during Patrick's uh, early years. So when he was a teenager, some pirates came. Yes, I said pirates. Some Celtic pirates from Ireland came and they invaded his hometown and they were ransacking and pillaging and capturing people. And while Patrick's family was able to escape, he was not. And so Patrick was actually kidnapped as a teenager by these pirates and taken away. He was then sold as a slave. And during his enslavement, he was almost always isolated and alone. And one of the main responsibilities he had um, as a slave was serving as a shepherd, which meant that he was in total isolation at that point. So what do you do? Uh, When you're enslaved and you're suffering from like freezing cold temperatures and isolation and hunger, well, Patrick, he prayed and he prayed hundreds and hundreds of times a day, almost keeping in constant communion with God in prayer on a daily basis. And we even have a quote from Patrick that he wrote as a reflection on this time in his life. And this is what he said. He said, the Lord opened up my awareness of my lack of faith. Even though it came about late, I recognized my failings. So I turned with all my heart to the Lord, my God, and he looked down on my lowliness and had mercy on my youthful ignorance. He guarded me before I knew him and before I came to wisdom and could distinguish between good and evil. He protected me and consoled me as a father does for his son. And so God used this time in Patrick's life to teach him to be content with God alone. To teach him that even if he was alone and isolated and and no matter what he was going through, no matter how hard it was, that the presence of the Lord was with him and the Lord was teaching him to be content with his presence alone. And so what happened is six years after he was initially enslaved, Patrick escaped and was able to board a ship and return back home. And now if you're Patrick, you might be thinking, okay, I was enslaved. I managed to escape. I'm back home. I'm content to stay here forever. And he might have done that, except he began to have visions. One night as he was beginning to fall asleep, Patrick had a vision. And in the vision, he saw an Irishman. 
holding up countless letters, and one of them was titled, The Voice of the Irish. And as Patrick saw these words, he heard the cries of countless people. And it was actually the cries of the Irish people begging him to come back and walk among them again. Now, again, naturally, if you are Patrick, you're torn at this point, right? Because you are now a Christian. You want to be faithful to the Lord and what he's calling you to do. But you associate Ireland with pain and torture and enslavement and isolation. He really did not want to go back there because he had such bad memories from being there. And so he just put off the vision initially and decided not to do anything. But the Lord was persistent. And so Patrick kept having vision after vision after vision, and it was the same one over and over and over and over again, until finally Patrick responded and said, if this is from you, Lord, I'm willing to go. But interestingly, his return was not immediate. He didn't immediately decide to go back to Ireland. Uh, Most historians believe that Patrick spent the next two decades, 20 years, preparing for that return. And during that time, he was undergoing much theological, ecclesiastical, and spiritual training so that when he did finally return to Ireland, he would be equipped to be able to reach the Irish people like he wanted to do. And this is really encouraging. So here's what happened after that 20-year period took place. uh, Patrick was 48 years old, and he was ordained into the priesthood. And he was officially commissioned and sent out as one of the very first church planters to go and reach an unreached people group. He was supposed to go and reach the Celtic people of Ireland. So I just want you to think about that for a second, how encouraging that is. Because it means that Patrick, who is known today, almost everybody, if you say St. Patrick, almost everybody knows a little bit about St. Patrick. They definitely know about St. Patrick's Day. Patrick was 48 years old when he finally went back to Ireland. So I want that to be an encouragement to you who might be tempted to think that you're too old to do something great for God. That is never the case. If you are still alive today, God can use you to do great things in this world. You might be thinking that your prime is behind you and God might have something great in front of you. So Patrick was 48 years old when he was ordained, given the name Patrick, and sent out to go reach the Celtic people of Ireland. And we can learn a lot about his methods when he returned, too. Because at the time, uh, the Celtic people of Ireland, they were barbarians, and and they were a rough group of people. They had a a very pagan-type culture. But Patrick never dismissed the Celtic culture. Rather, he engaged it. He connected with the people. He spent time with the people to get to know them and find out their needs so that he could then show them how God could actually meet their needs. And that's not to say that his mission was always easy either, right? Because if you look, Patrick himself even records that from the moment of his arrival, he was almost continually placed in life and death situations. Again, the Celtic people were barbarians at this time, and they were constantly threatening to torture him and kill him. But Patrick continued to trust God. He continued to identify with the Irish people and use their cultural and religious understandings to lead into conversations about the one true God and minister to them in love and in patience. 
And what ended up happening is God blessed Patrick's ministry greatly. There ended up being mass conversion in Ireland. And because of Patrick's specific approach of engaging with the people, getting to know the people, uh, embracing their culture, using it to lead into gospel conversations, using their culture to point out their need for God, uh, his method of loving people and being patient with them. An interesting fact is, to this day, Ireland is still the only country that has ever experienced mass conversion to Christianity without any bloodshed. Patrick modeled love and then was able to tell people about the source of that love. And so when you think about St. Patrick's Day today, it's a shame that people today, St. Patrick's Day is celebrated by wearing green, hanging shamrocks everywhere, pinching people. For many people, it's a drinking holiday. When in reality, St. Patrick's Day should be a day where Christians celebrate the mass conversion that took place in Ireland by God working through a humble, willing servant like Patrick. And so today, if you are a Christian and you're listening to this, take time to celebrate God's work in the life of Patrick. Take time to thank God for the mass conversion that took place in Ireland. Take time to thank God for using ordinary, everyday people, even people with a troubled past like Patrick, to accomplish great things. And then begin to look at your own life in ministry and take time to consider the ministry of Patrick and seek to imitate his ministry. When you're thinking about how you can engage with the world and the culture around you, think about what Patrick did. Embrace people where they're at. Meet them where they are. Use the culture to lead in to gospel conversations. Be patient with people. Love people. And trust God always. When we wonder who is St. Patrick, that's who he is. He was a man who was saved by the grace of God in Christ Jesus, who was convicted and called by God to go and reach the people that he associated with pain and torture and enslavement. And he brought the gospel to them. And by God's grace, there was mass conversion. Really enjoy that question. I hope that you've learned a lot about Patrick. Take time today to praise the Lord for he is worthy. Appreciate the question. Look forward to answering more in the future.